Hello, and welcome to Theralit, Two Dope Therapists. Full disclosure, we don't own the rights to any music you may hear, and please be advised that this is not a substitute for your own personal therapy. Although we are licensed professionals and our answers will be from research and experience, our opinions will be interjected as well. If you feel that therapy is in order, please contact a licensed clinician in your area to start your journey. Now let's get started. Well, good morning, friend. How are you? Good afternoon. Oh, my goodness. Okay, listen. I'm going to catch up one of these days. Well, you know. It's okay. It's my day. And, you know. Yes. This is chill day. It really is. And I think that's exactly what I'm going to do today. But to all our listeners, welcome to Theralit, Two Dope Therapist podcast. As always, we love the fact that you listen to us, you send us questions, and that you're participating with us. So definitely keep it up. Yes. Yep, All right. Yep, yep. So now that I've screwed up, you know, morning and afternoon and everything, <laughs> let's get it right. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, friend. <laughs> so let's do our check in. So how are you today? And how have I'm, you been since the last time we recorded? I'm doing really good. Um, had a lot of, you know, great things happen. Camera on the school. Yes. How um, have you been since then? You know, <laughs> I recovered. Okay. Because I, I know it was it was tough. The first day, maybe the first two days was a little bit tough, but you know, I'm good now. Okay, good. Cause I kind of worried about you. That's why I kind of gave you your space and everything. I was like, uh, <laughs> I sent you that text message, but I'm glad that, you know, you're recovering. And this is like such a big boy moment for him too. So yeah. and for both of y'all, really for both of y'all, mm-hmm. big girl for you, big boy for him. Yeah. So it was, it was really nice. It was really nice. I just, you know, with COVID, I hate the fact that you know, I kind of felt like I just dumped them off because you're not really allowed to be in the dorms for a long time. You can't, uh, you know, so it, it, I don't know. You just have all these expectations of when you drop your child off at college that you're going to be there and maybe help decorate the room and, you know, and you can't do any of that. So, but other than that, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure he wanted to decorate it the way he wanted to do it anyway. So, sure. You know. And hopefully once all this passes, you'll, you know, you'll be able to have that experience of a rite of passage. So whether he's moving into his first apartment there, or if he goes back into a dorm room, right. you know, you'll be able to get that. Cause I remember my parents dropped me off at school the first year. I was so excited mm-hmm. and they were too. Cause they were like, Oh, we are your vacation. Our vacation is going to be us, us dropping you off at school. So everybody mm-hmm. had a great time. The second year I felt like I was going back to prison. Um, <laughs> And they were still sitting there like, this is amazing. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoop de freaking do. <laughs> yeah. I don't, when, when I got dropped off at college, um, I remember being really excited. Um, mm-hmm. But they let me do, like, in terms of, like, the decorating and all that stuff, they totally let me do that. We walked around campus, you know, did this orientation, stuff like that. Um, and so those were things that I was, you know, really looking forward to doing with him. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure, you know, the next time he goes down, it'll be like okay mom you can leave hmm. yeah, or he'll like, drive no. himself you know what I mean? oh <laughs> like, that's true you know what that's I mean? true yeah um so it is what it is because he drove his car down i rode with him and that was nice so i'm sure next time he'll just drive himself well that's nice they can have um you know cars on campus for you know like freshman year well he's not a freshman oh. he's a junior oh so he's going to oh okay junior never yeah. mind then, so yeah okay he yeah. transferred so gotcha yep so it was nice um 
a little bit of, you know, getting used to. But, Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. I'm very proud of him. I'm excited to see his journey and, you know, what's in store for his future. Okay. Well, I've been well. Um, really good yeah. since the last time. Uh, had a great two weeks. Um, was able to get some things in order that I definitely needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, accomplish some business goals. Um, and then just, you know, decompress and relax. Uh, I took Wednesday and Thursday off of this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, much needed break, but I also took that off because of such the, monu- the monumental vacation. I mean, the occasion of the inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't watch the first half of stuff that was going on because I just wanted to see, you know, on Wednesday because my concern was getting the inauguration in. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the other stuff. And you don't understand my, my meaning. I cared less about. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So definitely doing well with that. Um, and was just able to, I just had a, a good overall week. I've been feeling more relaxed. I've been feeling more grounded and more centered. Uh, you know, so definitely doing a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, differently. Paying attention to my relationships, how either how meaningful they are or, you know, getting rid of others that needed to go. Right. Um, still got a couple more probably to end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's best with what it's what's best for me. So, right. Yeah. Okay. That's always good. Detoxing is always great. Absolutely. So, and speaking of the inauguration. Oh my gosh. How beautiful. Can, okay. Beautiful. Let me just, wow. Okay. Just Wow. So the last time I watched an inauguration was in 2013. Okay. That was an amazing one, of course. Absolutely. Skipped over this last one. Skipped completely. Yeah, went about my day. Never happened in my mind. And and well, (laughs) there you go, because you and I are in the same vein with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because we went from 44 to 46. Okay. So with this one, let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk about your thoughts. Give me your thoughts of it overall. I would like to say that my first thought is Biden. Right. However, it is not. Mm-hmm. My first thought is the Obamas. Okay. And Michelle Obama. Ma'am. Brought it, girl. <laughs> she brought it, shut it down, closed oh shop, and boarded up the building. Okay. Oh, my goodness. That outfit. That outfit. Oh. Just her, her essence. Okay. Everything about her is just is. amazing to me. I love her. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, came in with the swag that they usually have. And it was interesting to watch, you know, them being everyone greeting everyone on the platform. But it was yes. like everyone needed to get to them. Yes. You know, after everybody saying, mm-hmm. they made sure to get to them. Yes. You know, and that was, I just, I love it. I love it. I ate it up. Absolutely. But, okay, so my first thought was actually, well, it was... It was Biden, but it was Kamala first. Okay. Because I was like, this is going to be so historic. I have Uh now lived where two historic things have happened in this country. Right. With politics. Specifically the White House. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so that right there is monumental to say you actually witnessed this. Uh Yes, both times were on TV. Um, The unfortunate piece is the first time I was um, President Obama was uh, sworn in. I was on the plane headed to the inauguration and Mm -hmm. they canceled our flight. Oh no. Now 
usually I would get buck and bout it, especially something like that. But I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with the federal government. I ain't trying uh, to go to go, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the camp cupcake. Right. You get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. this other lady took over for me. I mean, had a whole dramatic meltdown where she got an Oscar, uh, a, a Oscar award for her performance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I said, she expressed everything how I felt. So I felt vindicated mm-hmm. as they were taking her off the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this one was also because of the unfortunate people who refused to accept truth. Right. Let's just be very clear. That made it a very hostile situation, plus everything that's happening with COVID. Couldn't go to this inauguration either. My mm-hmm. hope is in 25, we're getting the second inauguration for this, um, right. you know, for these people. And so I will be make there every, every way to be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a historic piece of her coming in. She's being sworn in also by another woman of color yes. who happens to be of Hispanic descent, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a, a Asian African, you know, Asian African American here, and you have a woman of Hispanic descent or Latinx. And I'm just like, huh, where does this happen? Yes. You know, I would never think that this would happen in my lifetime. And it's so unfortunate to say that in 2021. But, but yet truth it's so much truth in mm-hmm. it but then also when i mean i mean i love president biden he is getting in he is already he's doing more work than the person of the day, uh, previous to him did. Right. let's be very clear within the first couple days <laughs> okay because this this 100 day mark i don't think he's going to have any well charges to the games i mm-hmm. think he's going to have so many we got all this done it's it's making people uncomfortable right and i'm for it okay all for but it. When I saw my president and first lady mm-hmm. walk in, yep. I was astounded. But the thing that is the two things that I love. So you couldn't see people's face because they had the mask on justifiably. Right. right. But the thing was the photographer, the mm-hmm. photographer, she, she patted the photographer. He patted her on the back. Mm-hmm. That was so much love. I mm-hmm. love that. Okay. And then seeing them walk down. And one thing I love to always see is Mrs. Michelle Obama and former president George. Yeah. <laughs> I yes. love to see them together all the time. That relationship, first of all, is mm-hmm. like none other for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just love it. Love it. Love it. He's protective of her. She's protective of him. Mm-hmm. And then the pictures they were putting together shows former president Obama as, you know, looking at like with like that shaking head, like, good Lord, there they go again. Right. right. <laughs> I love it. I right. absolutely love it. There's so much genuosity there and class. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Very second classy. Thing, mm-hmm. Second thing that I loved, right? And I didn't know who I didn't know who he was, but I said, well, who is this fine man coming out? Mm-hmm. Eugene Goodman coming mm-hmm. down the stairs and he stood guard, right? Mm-hmm. So he's the sergeant at arms now because mm-hmm. he is the one who distracted those uh terrorists who were coming into the Capitol, got him away from the elected officials. And, right. you know, so now he's got a promotion and different things like that. Well, he was there. And when I tell you, he was so dapper. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked amazing. Okay. And with mm-hmm. the pop of color of the blue scarf that happens to be one of my favorite brands, Gucci. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just looked amazing. Okay. And it was so much dignity there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next is the, of course, the swearing in. Well, hell, I didn't know he was doing a list of stuff. Oh well, I, I said, give me your thoughts on the inauguration. So go Good ahead. Lord, go, go ahead, ahead, girl. I'm gonna let you no. know this. Uh-uh, go ahead. I'm just telling you, I was sitting Do your here, thing, girl. I'm just I was listening. Go ahead. Awe of this whole thing because this is what I'm used to. 
the lunacy that happened before, I was like, right. is this the Twilight Zone? That I literally felt like for four years, <laughs> I was just completely disconnected from it. Just completely disconnected. Like, it was just interesting for me to sit down and watch the news. Because mm-hmm. I haven't done that in four years. Like, I just refused to watch that foolishness that was going on. I just wasn't going to do it. So that experience was, you know, in refreshing. itself refreshing mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to actually see something on the news that was worth watching. Yes. Because like you, I detached too. I, I stopped watching it. I was like, there's no way. Anytime that voice came on, I muted mm-hmm. um, or I turned the channel. Um, mm-hmm. And if it happened to be a situation where it was on all networks, then I turned to one that wasn't streaming what they were streaming. Right. Um, so me, Hulu, Netflix. Um, <laughs> Best friends. <laughs> Listen. Through the last four years. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, but yeah. So and then Amanda um, Gorman. Absolutely. I cried. <gasps> that was stunning. I mean... Oh my gosh. Speak on it. I just don't even know that there are words that I can give it to describe what I was feeling in the moment when she was speaking. I just, she gave me so much life to move forward. So much hope. It was, it was just beautiful. I absolutely. And just on top of that, she was just beautiful. Wasn't she? Oh my gosh. She looked so regal. And I was kept thinking was stunningly beautiful. Whose daughter is that? Cause I thought she was this like 14 year old girl. And I was like, I, me too. <laughs> whose daughter is that? Me and her too. braids are amazing. And I yes. love the headdress. Her uh, makeup was flawless. Okay. And the yellow and that, coat. Girl, you know, I was all into that gold coat now. Come okay. On. Absolutely uh, amazing. And she, like I said, it was just, she walked up to the mic and the way that she graced the audience and addressed it just, I don't know, just immediately brought me to tears. As soon as she opened her mouth, just immediately brought me to tears. But here lies too, her story, she was raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, it was so much pride for me, like you, right? Like mm-hmm. you were saying, because, and I don't even know if the things that I'm about to say can actually express how in awe and proud I am mm-hmm. right of just having that moment but of her right? right the poise the dignity and the command she commanded she commanded everything not only the podium Attention. not only the podium but everybody there and the nation mm-hmm. and it was so great to hear some of her interviews after mm-hmm. You know, even hearing her say, you know, well, yeah, I'll be the first black or first female president, potentially, or the first black female president. Right. And I believe her. Mm -hmm. I actually believe her. And it's just like this sense of, you know, we say this a lot. And I believe that each and every one of us, whoever is living now and making strides, going towards whatever goals you are, we are our ancestors' wildest dreams. Absolutely. But that right there. Just amazing. The house that our ancestors built where some people want to sit there and say, oh, it was like a country club. They didn't really, you know, they, they were treated fairly and justly, which Whatever. is a hog, of lies, okay? Whatever. It's like, the if any of those ghost spirits or whatever you want to call it is still around, I hope that they oh, were Oh, they were there. All they honey. were there because they were all in her voice. Okay. <laughs> they were all up and through that podium. They came in first and blessed the stage. <laughs> okay, because that's why I'm sitting there like, this is amazing. It, this is so amazing just to hear her, right? Mm-hmm. And just like you, I regained hope. Mm-hmm. Not only in 
what can the possibility of what can be right but her generation too absolutely absolutely I just the the whole thing for me was just again I I really just and I'm rarely lost for words Mm -hmm. I just the whole thing for me was just one of the most amazing things that I've ever experienced and she just sealed the deal for me at the end Oh yeah, that was it. That that and I ugh, let me just say, I, I'm just I'm still like sitting on the high of that because mm-hmm. every yes. time I think about it, I'm like, man, that really happened. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I've always had like you know, you know how you you have like dream rooms in your head, mm-hmm. so almost like you have mental pic- uh, Pinterest boards. Yep. So I always say when I have a, a daughter, that I am going to in her room throughout her life as long as she lives with me. Mm-hmm. there will be speeches, poems, quotes, whatever, all mm-hmm. on her walls mm-hmm. of women who look like her. Right. Who are, you know, who have left those gifts of words and special meanings behind right? as motivation to say that she can do whatever she wants to do, literally. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that speech is going to be on the wall. Absolutely. Her picture, everything, just beautiful. So maybe that'll be my gift to your daughter. Yeah, well, that'd be cute because cool. you know the big wall is going to be her grandparent, her well, her great grandparents, mm-hmm. her grandmothers, mm-hmm. and you know it's going to be a mural picture and all their little quotes and sayings around too. But yes, she's going to so, have so much motivation. What would what were like your worst moments? What did you not like about it? Jennifer Lopez <laughs> singing. I was just going to say the singing that girl in can't sing. <laughs> That girl can't sing. Okay. I don't oh, care what nobody said. That girl can't sing. She was clean doing it, but uh, I mean, she always dresses it nice. It didn't sound good. I didn't like any of the singing, really. I, I like I Lady Gaga. No, I, I like Lady Gaga. Well, I should say I mean, she it was Stephanie. Terrible. She was Stephanie then, but, but I, uh, and was it uh, Garth Brooks? What was it? That name? was terrible. Yeah. I said, well, no. Yeah. I just, all I could think in my mind was blessing Jesus. <laughs> He tried, Lord. Bless him, God. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but no, no, yeah. no. I just have a bad habit of every time someone gets up to sing the anthem, I immediately go to Whitney in my mind. And I know that it's so not fair. It's not no, because fair to no the people that are singing. Nobody will ever be her. But I immediately go to Whitney and Marvin. And I just, it, nobody can top it. And so I know that's not fair, but I, I don't care. Well, <laughs> So I, you know, I, I think try to get close at least. Yeah. But but there, I mean, you can't get close when you don't have. There, there yeah, never you can't two get voices like that ever again. Right. There will never be two voices like that ever again. Ever. Because I mean, Whitney was a, a voice by herself, and you would think that she would be able to pass on her voice. I don't know. I don't think Bobby Christina could sing. And interestingly enough, I've never heard it. I need to look that up mm-hmm. and see if there is anywhere were we here i mean clearly she couldn't sing like her mother because we would have heard it right it would have been like you know i mean that's like mariah carey's you know children it could anybody sing like mariah girl them kids it's too bad to be able (laughs) the instagram interview that i watched i don't know remember who was interviewing her those children were in first of all i loved it because she was doing the interview from her closet which looked like you know an apartment well she um, does that all the time but them kids 
<laughs> I couldn't I focus on the question about. because I'm looking at these kids. Like, has anybody attempted to raise them? <laughs> like, ah, they oh were goodness. all over the place. They were all over. They were swinging on her clothes in the back. They were it, like, it was just, and they're not babies. No, they're not. I just are they what? Are they ten years old? Well, how old too are old they? to be swinging on mama clothes? Oh Lord, swinging on the mama's they clothes. Were, hey, swinging and, on the girl was a mess, and she pays a pretty penny. Yes, and she was even like looking around, like you know, looking at them, and I was like, "What is going on here?" I had to take. I changed it. I couldn't even watch it. It was too much. Oh, okay. Well, mm-mm. and granted, so, we were quarantined, but you ain't got nowhere else in the house for your kids to be. Yeah, we're made at. Well, the I don't. Somebody. I, mm, yeah, so I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how. When you said her name, I was. That's the first thing I thought about was that interview. Oof. It must have been horrible if, if her mess. bad kids came up for you. It was a mess. Okay. It really was. It was a mess. But, yeah, know, that's that life. They can do that. I'll, you know, okay, I suppose, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, no, I didn't see that one, but I have definitely been, you know, watching other things on, um, you know, with interviews. However, but I going digress. back to, yeah, going back to the inauguration, there's just certain voices that'll never be matched. So I think those literally, you're talking about um, Whitney and Marvin, you gonna have mm-hmm. to rest them in heaven with them. Okay. I am because I just, every time someone sings, there was a game I was watching. Um, I want to say it was a football game and someone, it was a younger guy. He might've been about 18. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time in a long time that someone sang the anthem. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. But he was, I think he was like a college student or something. Oh, that's awesome. But I was like, wow, like that, that was amazing. He had John Legend vibes. Oh, okay. So we're real talent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause unfortunately I, I, I watched a clip about colorism on a, uh, for a show and it was two women who were performing the first one her voice was horrendous but oh, the people oh it was horrendous no that voice was horrendous <laughs> um and she she but she played herself up because you know she kind of dressed according to her audience which was some of the current rap moguls and some producers who only look at a certain thing mm-hmm. um and she was light skin okay. and the next girl comes up her voice was amazing mm-hmm. And they cut her off immediately oh. Oh my. and told her that wasn't the right vibe for her. She was seeking off the, you know, the, that wasn't the right key for her. And hmm. it was, she was happened to be the, she happened to have the most amazing dark skin. Wow. And, that's a shame that they did Oh that. my God. Let me help you understand. But, you know, that's why, you know, one person needs to stick to dealing with his own personal stuff and the other one need to be thinking about his, his restaurant chain. Get right. out of music. But have Chloe and Hallie done it before? I'm pretty sure they have. I have to look it up because I know they would do an amazing job. Well, they got great voices too. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and not to spend, not to mention that Grownish is back on. <laughs> I yes. know. I saw that the so, other day. I can't wait. I'm going to watch that today. But we have gotten all off topic. All but anyway, off topic. But the inauguration. Please say the I concert was, afterwards. I did not. Oh my god! After, you missed John Legend. Oh yeah, I did then. Oh my god. Okay, so t- talk. He about was that. amazing. 
I mean, he was John Legend. <laughs> and I don't know that there's more to say. But um, I can't remember what song did he sing. I don't even remember what song he sang. But it was amazing. And they could have just been like, okay, and cut. And everybody go to bed. <laughs> okay. It was so, that good. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, and our joint opinions would be that this was one of the best um, inaugurations ever. And I Absolutely. liked President Biden's speech as well. Let's be very clear. It talked mm-hmm. about hope, him wanting to unite. And even though, you know, his mouth in the past has gotten him in trouble, mm-hmm. a ball of the, the consensus that I've read and heard about a ball, uh, through cross, crossing uh, party lines is mm-hmm. he does try to unite people. Yes. Um, but my thing is, do all that, but get the job done. If you can unite, if you can unite, unite. But if you can't, get the job done. Right. And, it, you know, it's, it's really sad to have to say, but just to hear a president makes sense. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. That, just that alone. Yeah. Like just to have him open his mouth and the sentences made sense. It was in the oh right context. Right. And you and he told the truth. And he and it was refreshing to hear the truth. That in itself was enough mm-hmm. for me. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I will. I will put everything on that. Okay. So, whew, thank you. Refreshing <laughs> to get so an happy. adult to get an adult back in office. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So next thing, we're gonna get into our weird calls that we received. So last time we talked about you know weird calls that we receive in you know consultation or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, kind of the weird calls that I get are you know people asking different questions but I get that my name is not you know Jessica or Sarah or Veronica okay it's Darnita okay I don't think it's that hard to pronounce Mm -hmm. and you know I have to correct people I find that I have to correct people several times though which amazes me always however people you know start talking and everything and they say well what's your name again and I said Darnita three times already and I'm like um (laughs) at this point you called me asking me for you know some information so I think it would behoove you to know my name that it's Darnita right or people who kind of murder my name Danita and I'm like "Mm, Darnita um you know even you know something very weird that has nothing to do with Darnita um you know I I definitely you know get that and and I want people to take this in context because yes you know some people may be like but you're a therapist I'm a therapist who understands microaggressions sometimes too right um and so why not everything is intentional and I don't personalize everything that happens it becomes a point where you you're trying to come to me. You're going to be giving me some of your deepest, darkest secrets. We're going to be talking about a lot of things that have affected you, you know, greatly in your life, whether good or bad, but mm-hmm. you can't get my name right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a problem with that. Well, I'll just say Nazenda. The, uh, right. There you go. said that right there because you can only imagine oh, what you get, what I get. When people call. Yes. Um, but I will say that most people are very respectful Mm-hmm. And call me by my last name. They'll say, you know, Mrs. Cates, mm-hmm. which, you know, is perfectly fine with me. Yeah. Um, so most of the time I, they use my last name, but I do have a couple individuals who call and, um, you know, just murder it. How about just ask? It's okay. Right. Just ask how to pronounce it. It's not that big of a deal for you to ask me that because I'm going to ask you how to pronounce yours before I just butcher it, you know. And there you go. Um, so, yes, my name. Everywhere I go, 
<laughs> yeah. We can relate that everywhere. Because if I go to the voting polls and they call me ninja one more time, I'm going to flip the whole table. Ooh, wait a minute. Wait they a won't minute. won't even be able to cast my vote. Right. Yeah. You'll lose a whole right. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And so our first question. Our first question is. I have to unlock you, my screen. You are so funny. <laughs> Let's see. The first question is. Have you thought about a client outside of office hours? And if so, how long? Uh, yes, I have. Um, sometimes it's been for an hour, you know, a few hours. Sometimes I'll be honest and say it's been for a couple of days, depending mm-hmm. on what we've talked about and what has come up, you know, in the conversation for them, but also for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes there are things that happen and I can get triggered in a session um then other times where the person has really made a breakthrough but they've come to a realization of something that they have minimized in their life actually was a traumatic event for them Mm -hmm. um and so you kind of check in like you know hey how are you doing after this um and so but i definitely don't let it linger on more than like two days and it's not an obsessive thought Right. I don't want to, you know, cast that to paint that picture is nowhere near obsessive thoughts, but it is like, wow, that really happened in session. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then sometimes even researching after to say, okay, where do we go from here right. is also the part of that too. Right. But how about for you? Um, I would definitely say there definitely are, you know, people that I think about outside of the office. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for me, um, it would be my teens. I, I find mm-hmm. myself oftentimes thinking about my teens more than my other clients, only because, you know, children are in a different space in terms of they can do work, but some of it can be limited based on parenting. Yes. And so I do oftentimes think more about um, my teens than anybody else. But yep, there's always, you know, those clients that you just you think more about or you know when I have to make CPS calls Mm, yeah you know I definitely think about those cases a lot more like you said it's not an obsessive thought um, because at the end of the day that's part of the job and you do what you have to do Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think about those because in most of those cases that ends up hindering the therapeutic relationship Um, sometimes you never hear from those people again Um, yeah so I do you know wonder how they're doing if things turned out okay for them Um, so those would be the ones that I probably think the most about and I, I just just a brief little side note. Um, back to the inauguration concert, they were mm-hmm. you know highlighting all of the the people, the frontline staff, the nurses, the doctors, yes. so on and so forth. And you know, I was very excited about that. You know, obviously because you know my, my husband's a nurse, my mother, my daughter, nursing mm-hmm. is just in my family. And so, right. absolutely, hats off to them. I would never take anything from them. Correct. But. Yeah, we're the silent mental ones. health professionals, ma'am, around the world. Listen, if we didn't have a heavy job during the pandemic, right? I don't know who did. Whether we were in the office with masks on, whether we were doing sessions via Zoom, we were yes. carrying the weight of what we were dealing with in yes. our own minds. We yes. were carrying the weight of our families. And we were also carrying the weight of our clients. And I want to send a shout out to us yes, because that was no easy feat. And it still isn't. Let's be very clear. It still isn't because we're still still dealing with the residual effects 
of individuals who had COVID. Yes. Some of our clients who have given their parents COVID. Yep. Um, our family members that we've lost. Yes. I mean, we are still carrying all of that. Yes, we are. And so, so you know, they did not shot us out, but I absolutely will. Um, because it just was, you know, I, and I, I want to say thanks to all of the, you know, the, the groups that are on Facebook that yeah. took time to, you know, acknowledge each other. Yes. Um, and what was going on and what we were going through, through Black Lives Matter, through, yes. you know, the pandemic, mm-hmm. because otherwise I don't know that it would have happened. That's very true. But then also I find like I'm in a lot of author groups, uh, some authors that I follow and they'll mm-hmm. do check-ins mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, frontline workers and they exclude us. And I always have to say, you know, this is, you know, shout out to everybody, including people like myself who are licensed professional, you know, licensed mental health um, practitioners here. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, oh, we always forget about you. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. so stop. Right. <laughs> we matter too you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we we're the ones that the doctors and nurses and everybody are coming to mm-hmm. sometimes to get this out of so you know we got to be straight too we have to check in with ourselves and you know even like closing out last year when i was speaking to some of my clients you know before um you know the new year and everything else right when i was closing up for the holidays and stuff i said you know i'd just like to say thank you for allowing me to be on this part of your journey with you this year mm-hmm. um because this has been a trying year for all of us but it has been specifically a trying year for me um you know just trying to you know keep your survive day to day right <laughs> survive day to day and everything else and i was mm-hmm. like honestly i've taken more time off this past year than i have since i started my practice and i just appreciate their flexibility um, exactly you know what i'm saying and it's just acknowledge it and acknowledge myself too because i'm not i'm just speak for me i have a, a, a hard i have a bad habit of glossing over what i do a lot mm-hmm and you've called me out on it my parents have called me out on it my sisters have called me out on it friends mm-hmm. have called me out on it. and I'll be like huh and like oh yeah that's right yeah so I have made a more concerted effort to say no I did that mm-hmm. and to Absolutely. let myself you know sit in the fact of yeah I did that so definitely and, and, you know, that's a good reminder for everybody. Like, I, you know, I have to do the same thing. Like, hey, my name mm-hmm. is on that. I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and being, and not being cocky about it, but just nope. yep, confident. Yep. I did that. So, you know, back to the question, I would say during this period of time, I probably thought about my clients far more than I ever have. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it does happen. We're human first. Absolutely. And we, and that's the thing we need to operate in our humanity. Mm-hmm. And then by, by proxy, then teach people how to operate in theirs. Exactly. All right. So we got trivia. Trivia time. Let's see. Let me get to that. Put that down. Okay. So trivia this week is The Wire. Oh, one of my favorite shows ever. Yes. Come on. uh, Okay. So first of all, finding the questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Today was like. I feel like that's really? discrimination against this the is, wire. How in the world do we not have more trivia questions for the wire? Not only that, not only finding the questions, but the finding questions with answers. With answers. Because my thing is, how are you going to put questions out there and then not provide the answers? It's like, now you what? It's like a scavenger hunt on this Right. Thing? Or they make you answer 50 million questions in order to yes. get the answers. How about that? And it's so ridiculous. So let's see. Question number one. Yes. What did Bodie and Poot 
which just bothers me to have to say that. Listen, what? you know everybody got a street name. Quit playing. You know you got that street name, that nickname. Come on, what? don't act it. I'm just but pooped. I, that's the one I can't. Listen. What did Bodie and Poot watch be demolished at the beginning of season three? The projects. Yes. The towers. Uh, did I just say that? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those oh moments God. where it came out and I was like, did I just, I just saw saying that? Uh, I just need you to get it together, little homie. That's it. I just need you to hey, get it singing together. Singing helps me get it together. I'm oh. telling you, if I'm singing something, it's helping me get my life. Let's see. In well, season right. three, the police mm-hmm. interrogated drug dealer Melvin Cheese Wagstaff after hearing mm-hmm. him on the wire talk about killing dog. Who was dog? The dog. Cheese's dog. Yep. Um. The various drug crews formed a coalition to share the territories and the product in season three. Who mm-hmm. refused to join the coalition and ended Marlo up Stanfield. Marlo My boo. Okay. Okay. Let me see. Okay. This is another. This is the. Are we doing four or five? Let's do five because it's the okay. wire. Okay. For somebody who ain't even watched it all the way through. But anyway. I didn't and I knew. You, I, I should have hung up on you. I should have hung up on nope. it. Because like I, I told you before, you. every time you care. come to me with the wire, I'm coming back to you with the color purple. Because that's unacceptable. Listen, whatever. <laughs> At least I saw the play. Boo. Okay. Not the same. Whatever. Not the whatever. same. Whatever. Anyway, continue. In season three, <laughs> some members of the Barksdale gang ambushed Omar one Sunday morning. What was he doing at the time? Taking his granny to church. Going to church. And they kept saying, what did they keep saying? What did they call a hat there? <laughs> Uh, her crown. Her scully. Was it her, her crown? crown? Oh, you said oh, Scully. No. Granny ain't yeah. had no. <laughs> Granny ain't had one. But you know, when you say there, I'm just sitting over there, like, because I know down here they call it a toboggan, <laughs> and at home a toboggan is a sled. So Granny. I'm sitting over here confused. <laughs> He's sitting there like, what? Scully. Girl, because when I'm thinking about when you said that, I just started thinking about Omar, not his grandma. Okay, I started thinking about Omar. So you could just shut up. <laughs> They kept saying that, you know, they, nobody, you know, when you take your grandmother to church and she got her crown on, how you going to shoot at her grandma with the crown on? I'm like, what? <laughs> the crown. Ooh. Okay. Well, listen. Last one. In yeah. season three, Dennis Cuddy Wise was released from prison and was offered a position in <laughs> <Parksdale> crew, <laughs> but he found that he no longer had the stomach for it. What did he end up doing? Opening a gym. He did. To serve the youth in the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best parts. Because he was well, doing yeah, it I mean, from the heart. He was, but then it's just like, I mean, The Wire was just so such a groundbreaking show. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It I, was. Could talk, I, I could teach a class, a college level course on The Wire. I'm telling you. Isn't there one? I thought there was one. It, well, listen, if it is, thank God for it. Because okay? <laughs> that's God all I'm going to say. Because I need to enroll it and just get a straight A and just be crying because I cried in the last episode because I just I have not seen it and I oh do not want god. you to tell me about oh it. Oh my god, I'm not gonna tell you about I it. But that last episode, to watch it. Now that let me help you understand, I was not right for a week. I was sick about that last really? episode. I need oh to hurry god. up and it, get back to it. It bothered me so bad. That last episode bothered me so bad because all and I'll just say this: all you saw was how the cycle keeps going. Oh yeah. Of who was the who was the new up and coming crew? 
who was the killers, who was the dealers, who was the masterminds, mm-hmm. who was the drug addicts. Oh, God. That right. last episode, oh, Jesus, just almost took me out. But we anyway. really need to do the next trivia on the other show, The, the Corner. The Corner? Oh, goodness. See, I a lot of people don't corner. know about The Corner. A lot of people don't yeah. understand about The Corner, and that was the precursor to The Wire. The Corner they don't even get it. was amazing. I Man, love and, that show. And every actor in there is underrated. Every single one Literally. of them. Every single one <sighs> of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, before we all right. go on off down Go off road. again. <laughs> right. So, question number two. What cases are hard for you to work with and why? Oh, you take that one. Children, children, Ooh. children. Um, I don't work with children because I, I just have a very difficult time um, depending on what the subject is and what it is that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just, my heart breaks and I, I can't, I just can't do it. Um, and again, you know, I think my teens, as I said earlier, can be a little difficult, but yeah. Um, it's a lot different when I work with teens um, mm-hmm. because, you know, teens can be more opinionated and it's a lot more fun because you can do more activities with them Yeah, to help bring out their personality and help them develop into the people that they want to be. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a little bit, I feel like it's a little more palatable when you work with, with teens, um, but kids, absolutely not. And it's just so, hard working with kids because kids, you know, sometimes kids can get on your nerves. Yeah. You don't know how to sit down sometimes. Like, I just can't. I don't have the patience. And especially now, because I think um, I don't work with children, let's be very clear. Um, but dealing with uh, or seeing some of the posts that are in some of our Facebook groups mm-hmm. um, where people are struggling working with the kids, they're asking for advice like, um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to keep their attention and different things like that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can make it. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I just can't with, with kids. I can't. But I, lo- I love my teenagers. I really do. And I don't work with a lot of teenagers. Um, most of the teenagers I work with are children of my clients mm-hmm. and I think it makes it again a little more palatable because you understand where they come from you know their background um, True. and you have a working relationship with the parents who work with the parent on their parenting skills in order to help their child where um, even though I do take some teenagers that you know I don't know their parents um, mm-hmm. it's often a little bit harder to break the foundation to begin to do the work with them um, because in a lot of those cases, you have to really pull the parent in because they just want you to parent. That's not my job. That's not right. I'm not here so, to provide consequences. That's your job. But true. we can talk about the consequences that you would like to enforce. So, it's, you know, definitely with hands down as kids. Yeah, for me, I think it's uh, some of the trauma. Mm-hmm some of the severe trauma and sometimes you walk away thinking like what kind of people do we have in this world yeah i know it's scary but then i also start thinking like well this person inflicted this much trauma on somebody what happened to them Mm -hmm. um and so it just becomes that thing so trauma cases but then also the narcissistic people (laughs) i think that's everybody's issue um, you enjoy it. I you enjoy happen to enjoy with it. Victims of narcissists, <laughs> which periodically I have to deal with narcissists, but overall, mm-hmm. no, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have a case full of narcissists. I mean, it, that would never exist anyway. 
I don't know. Some people really specialize in it. And I'm just like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not for me. Um, The ones, you know, so when I do happen to get a narcissistic client, Mm -hmm. it's like, I have to make sure that I'm doing a lot. I'm taking care of myself and and I'm not using the the term self-care as a cliche. I am literally checking in to. to the point where sometimes if I don't feel like I'm good today. I will cancel that appointment mm-hmm. and reschedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two things that I find it extremely hard to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say that with some of the trauma, though, I've had some of my best sessions too. Um, getting underneath it, getting you know, processing through it, and trying to help people um, with whatever goals they have that are around mm-hmm. it. So. Yeah, it's something. Absolutely. You know, another one I I don't like, I mean, depending on how you look at it, I I don't like to do drug and alcohol stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, although dual diagnosis is real. Yes, it is. In most cases, you you know, you have to work with the issue and the trauma behind the drug and alcohol. Um, Mm -hmm. But just drug and alcohol as a whole, I don't. Yeah. Not my thing. Yeah, because I usually, now with that, though, I usually... um, refer them honestly yes. for you know to an LCAS or you know something that yes and stuff like that mm-hmm. because I'm like it's been a you know I used to work in a rehab center honestly um and it was some of the best I, I mean that was the best time of my life honestly working in a rehab center the people that I met there mm-hmm. and the work that I did I felt like that was some of the most meaningful work that I've ever done mm-hmm. but having said all that I have to constantly go back and re-review a lot of different yes. things because when you're treating substance abuse, there's constant the best practices are constantly changing. And I feel like out of any of the, you know, any of the reasons people come to therapy, the one that changes the most in treatment is substance. Right. So you constantly, it's like every day you got to be like, okay, what's the next thing? What's, you know, and get, get abreast of it and keep reading and reading and reading. And I'm like, that's exhausting. And on so top like, of you dealing need- with, you know everything the other diagnosis that you have yes. to work with on top of the nine getting to know that 10, person they're a little more manipulative there um, you go to work with there you go it's, it's just a, a lot of work it is and so when I and I'm like okay I will definitely refer them to a L case because mm-hmm. I'm like okay you you're 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 consistently more versed than I am right and you know this is your thing so and making sure that the client gets the best treatment that they yeah. need you know for me at the end of the day that's the goal making yep. sure because if I can't help you I will do everything that I can to get you to somebody that can um absolutely because at the end of the day we want you to be better and that's it so and we have come to the end of another fabulous uh session but also the end of our first season first season is a wrap Good. yay congratulations so we will be taking a, a hiatus for one month. So we usually publish every two weeks. The next one will come out in the end of February. So just be ready. Yes. We'll be trying to come back with more. Keep sending your questions. As always, we love to hear from you. Give us your feedback on whatever you feel is necessary. Okay. Um, and But be safe, guys. Be well. Okay. Take care of yourselves. Take care of those around you. We'll put you first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Send your questions to Theralit at Outlook.com. Also, feel free, you know, to inbox us on Instagram. Um, Yeah. Theralit podcast. Um, Yes. Make sure that you can, you know, send us questions there if you'd like to. 
um, we get converse or questions all different kind of ways, though. So, however you yes, feel like reaching out to us to send the questions, you know, send your questions in. Um, and and also check us out in, in uh, Who Am I magazine, and oh, I'll spell yes. it right this time: H U A M I magazine. So definitely, but as always, have a great day. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you soon. All right.